Now, men of leadership are wanted, but where are they? That is one of the cries of this generation. Where are the men of leadership? Now, to be a Christian man in leadership will require discernment, godly wisdom, and the definite leading of the Lord. As to this Proverbs chapter 3, Matthew Henry said that this chapter is one of the most excellent in all of this book. Welcome to Let the Bible Speak. This is Ian Gallagher. Thank you for joining with us here on the program today. What a privilege to bring the message of the gospel to you, and we trust that God will speak through his own word. I was asked just yesterday, how come God doesn't speak or make himself known in visual ways in this world? Well, do you remember the man who went to hell and lifted up his eyes in torments? And he was requesting that that uh, someone send a messenger to his five brethren to warn them lest they come into this place. And the word was, they have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. For if they hear not them, there will be no other message, no other warning. And, and that's God's way. He leads us to his word. And we're called to consider the Word of God. And today we're turning to Proverbs 3, and of course there are these two great verses, 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. In the life of Mr. Spurgeon, it was said that he gave up all dependency on reason and put his dependency on the Scriptures, on revelation. And that is the Christian life. We do not claim to be infallible and to know it all, but we do have God speaking to us in his precious word. And if we keep to the book, and if we depend upon the living, written Word of God, then we shall be guided. And in that way, we acknowledge Him, and in that way, we trust as dependent children in the Lord. And so I trust that you'll be blessed today as we come to the ministry of this text, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. We also have a segment on the hymn, Fairest Lord Jesus and a very interesting background on how that hymn came into circulation. May the Lord bless you today as we let the Bible speak. We're coming to the book of Proverbs, to chapter 3, and we are going to look at the first 10 verses here firstly. So we're going to read together Proverbs, chapter 3, beginning at verse 1. My son... Forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. For length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the table of thine heart. So shalt thou find favor 
and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It shall be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thine increase. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. Well, in the very providence of God, as we work our way through these Proverbs, our text today is for fathers on this Father's Day. And of course, fathers bear the load of leadership and faithful service in family, in work, and of course, in our church. Now, men of leadership are wanted but where are they? That is one of the cries of this generation. Where are the men of leadership? Now, to be a Christian man in leadership will require discernment, godly wisdom, and the definite leading of the Lord. As to this Proverbs chapter 3, Matthew Henry said that this chapter is one of the most excellent in all of this book, both for argument to persuade us to be religious and for directions therein. So if you're looking for direction, this is the passage that you should turn to, and these are the promises that you should claim. Now let's do a little quick bird's eye view of these verses that we just read. Verses 1 to 4, we must be constant in our duty because that's the way to be happy. My son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments for length of days and long life and peace. So for a happy life, here is the word. Then verses, verse 5, we must live a life of dependence upon God because that's the way to be safe. Acknowledge him in all thy ways and he shall direct thy paths. And when we began this book of Proverbs, we set out by saying, we as parents and grandparents don't want to see our children make the mistakes that we made. If we can be a finger post and say, let's get away from that black pit hole that will bring you such misery in your life, well, we want you to be steered in a right direction. Now, when you move to verse 7, you'll say that we must keep up the fear of God, because that's the way to be healthy. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord. Depart from evil. It shall be health to thy navel. And then verses 9 and 10 we must serve God with our estates because that's the way to be rich. If you really want to be rich, you will take the position as a steward of all that God gives you, and then you will use it for his kingdom 
and that will make you truly rich. Now, today we're looking at the matter of trusting in the Lord, and we're calling this sermon Total Trust for Clear Directions, and we'll take verses 5 and 6 as our text. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Now, these are well-known verses, but I think they are too little obeyed. This is one of the preacher's dread, that when you announce a text that it's so familiar, it's so well-known, that people just go to sleep. There is nothing here that might do me any good because, well, I've memorized it, I've thought about it before, and what could there be different here? Well, to help us, I want us to use a life illustration in the life of King Hezekiah. You may know that King Hezekiah, as king of Judah, was one of the very best kings. He was a man of prayer. He was a man that God blessed him with a long reign. He was a true godly leader and knew how to obey this text. Proverbs 3, 5, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. So, let's put a finger in 2 Kings chapter 18. 2 Kings chapter 18, and the example in his life is from verse 5 through to 7. All right, 2 Kings chapter 18 and verse 5. Now, we won't have to read very far to recognize that this is a prime example of what Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 is about. You read here, 2 Kings 18, verse 5, He trusted in the Lord. That was King Hezekiah. Now, that's going to be our example, and I want you to keep your finger or a marker or double up the pages or do something because we're going to come back to this example a number of times here today. Because sometimes we learn better by example than we do just by a verbal instruction. When you see it practiced in someone's life, and you can say, well, there is a man who trusted the Lord, and see how he did it, and how God blessed him for it, then we will profit. Now, the book of Proverbs is the book of profit. It's the book that is to make us wise, make us spiritual, to make us prosperous in a biblical, godly way, to avoid those pitfalls that will do us great harm, and we will greatly gain and learn the lesson of the Lord's way to profit us. Every time I preach, Katie cries. Uh, doesn't always cry, but every time I preach, Katie cries. It seems to be the response I get from her. I don't hope that's not going to be true for everybody here today, that uh, you're not crying on the inside as we preach these things here today. In our generation, 
Many people are looking for direction. There is undoubtedly a great lack of leadership in this land. And there are great questions, ethical questions, questions for a world that is at war, where there is riot and rebellion on the streets of so many nations, people that are angry and bitter and respond in various ugly ways. And of course, these are political questions. How can man govern himself? And that is an age-old question. And why are there still millions here in Canada and the United States that are in poverty? The richest nations in the world, and yet with such a diversity of, of uh, prosperity that there are people that do not know where their next uh, food or meal is going to come from. There are people living and dying on streets just because of the struggle of life. And why are thousands in our streets dying with opioid drugs? The projection is that it's going to get worse before it gets better. The numbers that are predicted to die in the United States in the year to come are in their multi-thousands. This is a strange, strange thing in our land. Usually these events, they come an earthquake by surprise or a volcanic eruption or some event that takes man by total blind, uh, cannot see it coming. But when people predict that these many thousands are going to die in the next 12 months or so, we wonder what has gone wrong that people go that direction. And then there are the various cyclical questions of life. School, career, work, marriage, children, retirement, and death. Am I ready for eternity? All of these phases of life require decisions, and these decisions are too big for us because we don't have all the answers. And so how wonderful it is in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 that we are given this advice. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Now, Christians have been doing this for centuries. In every generation, men and women have come to Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. They have learned the secret of trusting in the Lord. I want you to learn that secret. I want you to be a Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 believer so that you will also have the Lord's promise in your life. Now, firstly, let's take a look at this and notice the extent of trust that is required. It says 
in this verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. This is more than lip service. It's more than just saying in the middle of the week, well, I went to church on Sunday. This should go well for me. This is more than just doing your duty and saying, well, I I had a thought about that, and maybe I had a little prayer about that, and that's all I need to do. No, I think you will see here that this is a matter of surrender. I'm sure, I'm certain, that as I look into your face today, that there is something pressing in your life that's calling you to surrender. It's not just you to do your own thing. It's not just you to go your own way. But as a Christian and your spirit, the Lord's witness in your own heart, sometimes we call that conscience, but if it's the Lord convicting, it really is the voice of the Lord in your soul, and he is calling you to surrender on this issue. That's, that's what's called for here. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. And then it goes on to say in the next verse, in all thy ways, in all thy ways. A Christian, of course, trusts the Lord in every detail of life. We're to trust the Lord with our soul. That's salvation. And you might say, well, that's why I wanted to be a Christian. I wanted to be saved. I want to have a Savior that will present me one day to God the Father, spotless, ready for heaven. That's why I'm a Christian, because the Lord will take care of my soul. But then, how to give account of the judgment seat? That takes it a step further. And the decisions that you make as a Christian, remember that one day we give account. Every word, every deed, indeed the idle words, we will give account. And so, therefore, we need to do the right thing in the right way. What about our souls in times of earthly trouble? When you're tempted, when you feel the devil's attack, when you feel so empty, when you feel so confused, do you trust in the Lord in all your ways? What about your weaknesses, your phobias? And we're all different in that area. The thing that I fear and the thing that you fear may be very different, but we have fears. Where do we take those fears? What about our finances? And these are days of struggle for many people to pay their bills and make sure they live within their means. And then there's our health. In all our ways, we are told to trust in the Lord. What about when we lose our wallet? I can't find it. Maybe I left it somewhere and it's been taken. What do you do? Surely if we're going to trust the Lord in the great big issues as salvation of our souls— we need to be able to trust the Lord with the little tiny issues, like where we lost our keys or our wallet, or how we're going to pay that bill. 
You're listening to Let the Bible Speak. Thank you for joining with us on the program. Stay tuned as we come to our final segment on the hymn, Fairest Lord Jesus. I have a little book here by Robert J. Morgan, and he tells us the story, the background to this very famous and very precious hymn to the believer. And he tells us this hymn came from Roman Catholic Jesuits in Germany and originally had six verses. It first appeared in 1677 in a Jesuit hymn book titled Munster Giesenbach. But the text of the hymn was in existence at least 15 years earlier, for it has been found in a manuscript dating back to 1662. Yet the origin of the words remain a mystery. Who translated it into English? That, too, is largely a mystery. The first three stanzas are the work of an anonymous translator. The fourth stanza was by Joseph A. Seiss, and it first appeared in a Lutheran Sunday school book in 1873. How appropriate that no human author draws attention from the great theme of this song. There's no source to distract from the subject, no story to detract from the Savior. This hymn emphasizes the beauty and wonder of Christ, and it alludes to his dual nature, that he was both human and divine. God made flesh, the God-man, O thou of God and man the Son, Son of God and Son of Man. It brings to mind one of the greatest observations ever made about Christ, uttered by the golden-mouthed preacher of Antioch, John Chrysostom. In a fourth-century sermon, I do not think of Christ as God alone or man alone, but both together, for I know he was hungry, and I know that with five loaves he fed five thousand. I know that he was thirsty, and I know that he turned the water into wine. I know he was carried in a ship, and I know that he walked on the sea. I know that he died, and I know that he raised the dead. I know that he was set before Pilate, and I know that he sits with the Father on his throne. I know that he was worshipped by angels, and I know that he was stoned by the Jews. And truly, some of these I ascribe to the human, and others to the divine nature. For by reason of this, he is said to have been both God and man. Beautiful Savior, Lord of all the nations, Son of God and Son of Man, Glory and honor, praise and adoration, now and forevermore be thine. I trust that this hymn will be a particular blessing to your own heart today. Let me just read the first line, and then we'll have this hymn on our program here. Fairest Lord Jesus, ruler of all nature, O thou of God and man the Son, Thee will I cherish, thee will I honor, thou my soul's glory, joy and crown.
You are listening to Let the Bible Speak, the radio broadcast of the Free Presbyterian Church in Canada. This is Pastor Ian Golliher. If you missed part of today's program or would like to hear it again, you can find it archived by program date on our website. Just go to www.ltbs.ca. CA for Canada. There you can read my blog, find my Bible study notes, audio and video sermons, as well as helpful articles. Or you can go to our podcast on iTunes. We're on the air Sundays at 9.30 a.m. for our full church broadcast and Monday to Friday, 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. on this station to bring you the gospel from our free Presbyterian church here in Cloverdale. We also invite you to our church services on Sundays, 10.30 and 6 p.m. Through our website, you can listen and view to our online services at 10.30 and 6 p.m. Make it your Sunday worship. Click on the Live Now button on the homepage of our website. Or if you would like to talk with me one-on-one as a pastor, please give me a call. The phone number is 604-897-2040. The mailing address is 187-9058 Avenue, Surrey, BC, V3S1M6. We're located just two blocks north of Number 10 Highway on 188th Street. Our website again is ltbs.ca. You can join us Monday to Friday, 5 a.m., 5 p.m. here on this station as we let the Bible speak.